Welcome to the Apple Day Podcast. My name is Michelle Apples, and I am so honored and privileged to be your host. If you don't know me, I am the founder of Miss Apples Matchmaking and the Christian Singles Community Hub. We believe in empowering Christian singles with the resources they need to grow towards greatness, to put your faith in action, and to date with purpose. We stand on the verse Matthew 6.33 that says, Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and everything else will be added onto you. We know that healthy relationships only come from healthy individuals. So we want to help equip you right here, right now, in your season of singleness and leave a legacy for generations to come by helping people become the greatest version of themselves now. Would you join me every single Wednesday as we dig deep, we get real, we talk about all of the things to really help us steward our singleness better. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Michelle Apples, and I have the lovely Megan here with me today. Megan, I would love if you would introduce yourself and let our audience know who you are and why you're here today. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Megan Brianna. I'm the host of the Love Stands Here podcast. I'm a life coach, and I actually just started a ministry. So that's pretty much what I do. (laughs) I love it. And so tell us a little bit about your podcast love stands here what's what was your heart behind it when did you start it and what was that journey like oh my goodness it's funny because six years ago I actually I remember well I started in the online space as a health and fitness coach and it's gradually progressed from there after that I went into eating psychology coaching and then life coaching and now I'm moving into ministry but I remember I was at a job because I lived in Arizona for nine years and I was at a job that I hated there and I I remember calling my mom on the phone and I was crying and I was like, I wish I could just build a business around loving people. Cause I've always just had a heart to love people and to serve. So it's been interesting to see how this journey has progressed from going from being all about health and fitness to just genuinely trying to serve people. So love stands here to me. It actually came from, I remember when I was younger, I never really fit in very well because I always, I don't know. I was never somebody that wanted to gossip. So I, you know, and I felt like in school, everybody just wanted to kind of, you know, it was very clicky and everybody wanted to just like talk about each other. And that never made sense to me. And I never wanted to leave anybody out. I always wanted to make sure everybody had a place. And so it's just moving back and making room for other people. So that's kind of where the name came from. I love that. So you said like you're starting a ministry and I know your ministry is really to help impact women. So tell us more (laughs) your passion for that and, and really like what that looks like. Like so many of us for a long time, I was really, really caught up in the world and what the world tells us we need to do in order to be happy and in order to be healthy and whole and to help us find our self-worth. And obviously that, you know, I was doing everything that I could, you know, I was eating well and exercising and just trying to do the right things and make the right friends. And I was looking for my self-worth in all the wrong places. And it wasn't until the end of 2018, I had a really traumatic experience with an ex 
who I was in a very abusive relationship. And I ended up having to move away from Arizona within a matter of three days and moved back in with my mom. And that was when I found Jesus. That was when I was saved because I was just in a really, really dark place and I had nothing. I had to let everything go. So from there, I, um, you know, I started learning more about Jesus and I became a Christian. And I just decided that I wanted to move my platform into ministry to help women understand that their worth is in God's word and not in the world. I love that. That's so beautiful. And so I know that we talked about just doing this topic on like love after hurt. And so I love that you brought up like, you know, you were in an abusive relationship. You had to get out from there. You really found Jesus. You found your worth in him rather than the world and what the world says. And so would just love to hear a little bit more of your testimony and just how you found Jesus and, and what that transformation has looked like in your life. Yeah. So, uh, I grew up without a dad, so I, I spent, you know, I had no model for how a man was supposed to treat me when I was younger. The only models I had were little boys. You know, when you first start getting crushes on each other that told me that, oh, I I would date you if you lost some weight. And so between that and learning about relationships from society and culture and have it be very surface and all about romance and all of that, I ended up thinking that surface was important. And then my body was an issue and also the solution to all of my problems. So I spent a lot of time in diet culture and just really focusing on my body and being attractive and thinking that, you know, attracting the right kind of man that was going to bring me a good relationship. And it was just very surface. And because of that, I ended up in a lot of very toxic relationships. I entered into a relationship with a narcissistic abuser when I was 23. And that's why I moved to Arizona uh, to get away from him. And then um, I had a lot of abusive relationships in Arizona because I never healed before I entered into a new relationship. It was just a cycle. And my boss at the job I worked out there for seven and a half years was very toxic as well. So I was, I've just been constantly in a cycle of toxic relationships and, you know, doing all kinds of things to cope, you know, drinking and partying. And, you know, I was very promiscuous. And so at the end of that was my, my worst relationship where I fell, I got, so I actually got physically sick from it. I was so emotionally and mentally abused and yeah, that's, he kicked me out at the end of 2018. And like I said, I had nowhere to go because I had wrapped my entire life around him and I had no money. So I moved back in with my mom, left everything behind pretty much except for my dog. And yeah, that's when it, that's when I found Jesus. Cause I, I grew up Episcopalian and then I kind of fell away from that whole thing. And I didn't really have God in my life. I didn't really know much about Jesus. And then, you know, I just remember laying here one day and I had nothing left to do. So I just thought I'd pray. And that's when he comforted me and he came into my life. And it was pretty, um, pretty significant moment for me. Wow. Wow. Isn't that Jesus though? Just like comes, like takes over and it's just this unreal moment of just warmth and comfort and, and his love is just, I'm just always so in awe of his love. And, you know, one thing you talked about was just like, you were in a cycle of a pattern of behavior of just like going into toxic relationship after toxic relationship. And, and isn't it true that we do accept the love that we think that we deserve. And that really stemmed from your childhood, not having a father figure, always told you had to be certain something. And, and how many of our audience I'm sure can just relate to that is you know, we have to, you know, as culture, we're always told to be more, to do 
more, to strive to be something other than just who God has made us to be. And so I would love to know just like your healing process from all that. Like, how did you begin the healing and what has that looked like in your own life? Because I think a lot of people just go from toxic relationship to another toxic relationship because, uh, you know, like you said, when you said you're passionate about helping women see their worth, it's like, we think we're not worthy of anything better than that. And so we just continue on these cycles of behavior. And I see it all the time in both the Christian and secular community of people just accepting something because they think that that's what all they deserve. And they don't think that they deserve any more. But as daughters of the king, like we're a royalty, we have the role of royalty. And I think that's something that so many people struggle with is identity. So yeah, what was that healing journey for you? And how did you find that new identity in Christ rather than in what people had constantly told you you had to be? Well, it's funny because I've had a few people, because I talk about this all the time, and I've had a few people come up to me and be like, I can't believe you were able to walk away from that. I wish I could do that. And I say, I didn't walk away from it. I was, God literally picked me up and moved me 2,600 miles away from that environment to help me heal and put me in a position where I was really in the safest place I could possibly be to heal, even though it was the most painful experience I'd ever had. Because you're really, you're grieving all of your entire old life. And that is so, so painful. But being home with my mom, my mom is very connected to God. And she is just the, she's the most amazing woman in the world. And so I was put in a space where I could be supported by my mother. And she wasn't like trying to force me to get to a certain place at a certain timing. Or, you know, she wasn't constantly like, you need to do this. You know, she just sat with me and she just let me go through the process. And it was really because I I had no idea. I didn't know what it meant to be a Christian. So it was very much just a process of I started by journaling. I I journaled every single day straight for 90 days. And basically what I was doing is I was just writing letters to God. I would just write, dear God, and then everything that I was feeling. And a lot of those pages looked very much like, I hate you. Why are you doing this to me? Because it's so painful. But I made myself do it every day. And I slowly started to feel better. And I started to be able to practice gratitude more. And I got into listening to sermons and reading devotionals. I didn't have a Bible even until probably a year and a half after I started this journal journey, but I downloaded the version app and I was learning scripture through devotionals. Cause I'm the type of person that I learn better. I learn the Bible better when I'm able to apply it to my own life. And when I hear it, like through story. Um, so it was just a lot of that. And it was a lot of being kind to myself and being gentle and God just, he just, he continued to put me in situations that helped me heal. Like the first job I had after I moved home, I couldn't work for six months because I was so sick was a daylily farm. <laughs> And how amazing is that? I mean, there's, there's nothing more healing than to get into God's green earth. He just started bringing people into my life that were really, really safe and really healthy for me. But I was very committed to walking this journey and healing. Every time I talked to him and I felt like he was calling me to do something, I obeyed. And in doing that, it's just, it's gotten me to where I am now, where I, I no longer struggle with depression and anxiety. Uh, codependency, of course, was a huge thing for me. And for the first time in my life, I've been single for 
it'll be four years at the end of the year. Uh, and before I, I used to say, I'm just a relationship person. You know, I just have to be in relationships, but that was just the codependency talking, you know? Yeah. There are just so many things that I've been able to heal from on this journey, but it's been really, really slow and a lot of ups and downs, but it's been great. Yeah. No, I love that you said that it was a process because I think so many people think it's just this like overnight, like Jesus got me. And it's like this con like, like big life change. Like you go mm-hmm. in the water, you come out, you're a whole new person. It's like, yeah. Yes, but it is still a process and it's a transition. And like, you know, you have to go from like, you know, broken to healed and that takes time. And like you said, it's a slow transition, but there was so much pain. And I just thought of, you know, in James, when it says like, consider it all joy when we go through trials, because it produces a perseverance so that we're lacking in nothing. And through mm-hmm. that painful experience of going through that healing, going through the you know consistency of it like you didn't give up and a lot of people just they give up they're like this is too hard I can't do it so I'm just gonna ignore this and get distracted with worldly things and so I'd love to know just like if someone was going through a healing process like what advice would you give someone who was maybe going through a healing process and maybe it's not even from bad relationships maybe it's from you know any sort of trauma or trials that they're walking through any pain any grief you know in that healing what kind of advice would you give someone through your own experience? I think the best thing I could say to anybody is to find a safe space to do it in. We really have to remove ourselves from the environments that we're in that have made us sick. I mean, obviously, as they say, you can't heal in the same space that in the same place that made you sick. So safe spaces are so, so important because you need an environment and you need people that will allow you to be where you are without judgment. Because so many people just, they want you to get to a certain place based on, you know, their own agenda. And that's, that's really hard. And I know it's really hard to find safe spaces, but you know, something that I'm trying to do for a long time, I had, I've had, a, I facilitated a lot of Facebook groups that were meant to just support and encourage women and create safe spaces. And, you know, I did a lot of coaching before and I'm, I want to implement that back into my, into my ministry. I'm just trying to figure out how I want to do it. Cause I'm not going to do it on Facebook again, but really just having those safe spaces where you can talk to people about where you are and what you struggle with and confess your sins and talk, you know, talk about all the tough stuff and just let, you know, just have people that will sit with you and just let it be what it is. I think it allows us to acknowledge and get comfortable with where we are before we're able to move forward. Cause it's really hard to move forward if you can't accept where you are already. No, I love that you said that too. And Megan, I know you're probably not too familiar with uh, just our community and stuff, but we actually have a community called the Christian singles community hub. And that's really what it is. It's not for dating. It's really for community and to walk and do life together. And we have, you know, prayer calls, we have Bible studies, we have men's groups, we have ladies groups. So you can find your tribe. You can find people that walk alongside you that will be there through the good through the bad we've seen you know prayers being answered we've seen you know praise reports we've seen healing take place and we have different even sub communities where it's like dating after divorce like people who are walking through that similar season now can have people to also walk with them whether that we have sub communities for healing we have someone who's super passionate about restoration and healing and so she leads that sub community and and it's just it is it is such a safe place like and I've had people 
people tell me like lives have been impacted through our community and, and God, God's hand has been on our community in such a beautiful, profound way. And so I love that you said that it's like, get into safe space, get in safe community of people that don't want to judge you, that are just going to love you exactly where you are. And I think that's something that's really missing. And I love that you, you know, your podcast even is called love stands here because love is needs to be the main ingredient. We need to love one another. We're told to love our neighbors as ourselves, And I love that verse because it doesn't just say love your neighbor, but also love yourself. And therefore you can love your neighbor. And I think that's so beautiful. It's like the journey of not only loving other people, but learning to love ourselves as well. So going through your experience that you did and really like the struggles that you had, how did you, how did you begin to love yourself? Because obviously if you're putting yourself in such toxic environments, it's most of the time it's because you don't love yourself enough to say I'm worthy of better than this. So how, tell me how like steps, like practical steps you maybe took to like, Hey, I am worthy. I am a daughter of the King. I, I love myself and who God has created me to be. What, what was that like for you? This is, and this is something I'm so passionate about. So thank you for asking. <laughs> you know, it's funny because before I entered in, into this relationship with Jesus, I was really working on the whole self-love thing, but I was doing it in the container of the world and really in the container of new age spirituality, where there's a lot of resources and tools that they give you to learn how to love yourself, but it's without God. So it's kind of impossible because God is our creator. God is love. And without the healer, how can we heal? So for me, really, it's it's been mindfully making sure I'm digging into the word every single day. And I'm talking to God every single day. And I am surrounding myself with godly people every single day. And in doing that, I've been able to learn how much God loves me. Because again, it's very hard to have a relationship with God when you've struggled having relationships with men of the world, because you don't really know what that's going to look like. And you, you feel every man in my life has been toxic. So why would you be any different? But just having that community and prayer and journaling and digging into the word daily and allowing the Holy Spirit to fill me up and just allowing that all into my life. I've, I've started to feel a love that I, I never knew existed, that I never thought I could experience. And you know, you know, it's hard to explain. It just, it just kind of happens. And from being full of that love, that is, that is what has helped me have love for myself because I know I'm a child of God and I know he loves me. And if he loves me, who am I to not love myself because he created me? Oh, I love that. I love that because like the word is alive. It's active. You know, it's sharper than any two edged sword. And so like when we do dig into the word, we get to know the character of God. We get to know how he sees us, how he views us, that he calls us, that we're chosen. Um, And I think that's so beautiful. And, And he starts to really be able to open your eyes to see yourself the way he sees you. And I definitely went through a season where God just started opening my eyes of seeing myself through his eyes, which is such a beautiful season for me of just like every day crying in awe of like, wow, he sees me this way. This is so beautiful. But I actually want to go back to something you said earlier when you were journaling, going through that process. And, and a lot of those things were like, God, I hate you or like God, you know, and you were confused and there was this like anger. And, and I love that God isn't afraid of our questions. He's not afraid of our emotions, the good, the bad, the ugly, like whatever it has to be. And so I just even wanted to talk more about that because I think so many people and I've had people come to me saying like, I'm angry at God and I don't want to feel this. I'm like, God's not scared of your anger, but who are you going?
going to? Are you going to him with your anger? Like you said, you were writing letters to him saying, I'm angry at you. Why are you allowing this to happen? Not going to people of the world and saying, I hate God or, you know, all these things. It's like, God is not afraid of your questions. He's not afraid of your emotions. And in fact, like when we get raw and we get real with him, that's when he really is able to. And and through my own life, I've really felt that sometimes he has to expose those things, those past hurts, those trials, those traumas. So therefore we are able to heal them. And that's really when you dig deep with him. But yeah, God isn't afraid of our questions. And and so I would love just, I know we're running out of time here and thank you so much for being on the show, but um, just would love to, to any last minute advice like you would have for someone who might be either still in toxic relationships. I know I've had a few people that aren't even Christian that listen to this and tell me they listen to it and they've struggled with that or struggling with identity or healing. What would you tell them? And yeah, what would your advice be on that? Um, well, I'm going to always go back to the safe spaces thing that you brought up because that to me, that is just, it truly is the most important thing because I, I really don't think you have anywhere to go until you're able to be okay with where you are. So I think your community is, and I'm definitely going to check it out because it's so inspiring. That's like exactly the type of thing that I believe in. And I think it's so amazing that you're doing that. So thank you. So places like that, and it's nice that we have online spaces now where you have access to that kind of thing. So safe spaces, you know, find somebody that you can, that you can share with again, a safe person that isn't going to judge you. That's just gonna that's just gonna let you be where you are and not try to fix you healing can happen I think a lot of us are very afraid of the pain and I think a lot of us continue to go back into toxic places because even though it hurts so badly we're comfortable with it and we don't know what's on the other side of healing that's uncomfortable but just know that the pain that you have to go through the hurt that you have to go through in the healing process will always 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 be so worth it on the other side and it's temporary you know, you're just grieving your, your old way of life, but on the other side, it's so beautiful. And with God, I mean, really, you can just get to the most amazing places that you never knew existed. That's awesome. So let me ask you, when you were going through this, how did you find safe place like spaces? Because I think the one thing that I always hear is like, yes, we have the Christian singles community hub. And I'll, I'll talk about that all day long, because I believe I'm so passionate about it. And because I've seen the impact it's made, but maybe someone listening and they're not a single. And so they're like, well, I can't fit into that. And I feel isolated and alone because a lot of times when we do walk through those things, we do feel so isolated. We feel alone. We don't know how to find that those types of people or people that can be safe because we're so familiar with old ways. We're so familiar with old environments. So how did you actually practically do that? Well, like I said, I can't say that I took this step to do that. God picked me up and put me in a safe space. And um, my, I think my commitment to him and just, you know, doing everything that I could to get closer to him, he continued to bring me into safe places. But I know that's not the case for most people. I think I, I was, I know I was very, very blessed, but I also believe that he did that. So I could, you know, create a safe space for other people. And that's what I'm moving into. But, you know, James 5, 16 says that we are to share our troubles with each other and share our sins with each other and pray for each other so that we can heal. And a big part of my healing journey has been sharing the things that I struggle with very publicly, because I think in doing that, it's helped me heal, but it also helps other people know that they're not alone. You know, they're not the only 
only ones going through these things. So I think, um, you know, just finding spaces where we can all share and creating spaces where we're just being very honest with each other. And that's a very, very hard thing to do. But you know, that's, that's what I'm moving into and, and hoping that I can help in that way. You know, I love that. And I, I believe that like people can argue our opinions all day long, but nobody can argue our testimonies. No one can argue like what we've experienced being daughters of the King of Kings. No one can argue like the joy that people have seen, see in our lives because we're followers of Jesus. And so I love that. I, th- I think that's amazing that you're like open, you're vulnerable. You're, you're saying, Hey, if I, if my story can help someone else, then, you know, even I always say like, if one person is transformed by my testimony through the power of Jesus, I've done my job. You right. know? And that's all, all we have to do. We don't have to try to like change everything and everyone. We just have to be, you know, obedient to where he's calling us to go and where, and that means like where he's calling us to share as well. So I love that. Thank you so much for being on the show, for sharing your story. And so where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Maybe they want to listen to your podcast. Where can they find you? So I'm social media. I'm primarily on Instagram, love underscore stands underscore here. I'm also on TikTok, love.meganbrianna. And my website is lovestandshere.com. You can get to my podcast there and also just search Love Stands Here on your favorite streaming platform. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and we look forward to continuing our conversation at another time. Thanks for tuning in to an Apple a Day podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to like it, subscribe, or maybe even send it to a friend. It helps us so much. And if you're single, make sure to check out the hub at christiansingleshub.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so feel free to reach out to us on any of our Instagram profiles at christiansingleshub or at Miss Apples Matchmaking, or you can reach me directly at Michelle Apples. We would love to talk to you. We would love to hear your thoughts and we would love to answer any questions that you may have. We'll see you back here next Wednesday for another episode of an Apple a Day podcast. And in the meantime, God bless you. We love you and the best is yet to come. See you next Wednesday.